is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? Hello! <laughs> Hello! Hello! Oh, I thought we were doing it again. Hey, we're still trying to get in time. It's uh, <laughs> it's the big 250. Hey, welcome to uh, 20 and 21, chilling with Bob Dylan, whatever you call it. On the radio, it's still chilling with Bob Dylan, that's fine. Uh, whatever you call it, I'm just glad you're here. It's our big 250, episode 250. We've done uh, 250 of these. My name's Joseph E. Frisch. I'm a did, musician, writer, do all kinds of stuff. Did you know that if you break that down mathematically, that means we have done 10.4 days worth of podcasts. That's 24 <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> 10.4 days straight? Like if we were in yeah, a bunker for 10 days that's awake? That's what it would be. <laughs> on speed, like somebody's just got his pump full of so, drugs, like that so snake. So it's ten and, and a half up. days of our lives <laughs> we gave away to this podcast. Well, I hope the people uh, enjoy it. If somebody right now is turning it off, like waste, like way to go, guys. No, there's Click. not because there's nobody listening. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, turn say turn, turn off. <laughs> Uh, they just drove out of the radius of WDBX. I, we Which is like a mile and a half away from the station. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Oh, I love so you. Fire up the Honda. Come on, man. They're public radio. We they don't get no Watch that this bad boy if you fire up the generator. Uh, <laughs> podcast listeners that don't know, we are also on WDBX, our original home. We had about a hundred and... What, 20 episodes that uh, podcast people never got to hear? Probably our best episodes. <laughs> probably. probably. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think we uh, kind of went to hell after about episode five, <laughs> seven, maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know. Splitting us up, splitting us up changed things, you know? All it really the, did. Uh, couldn't get together part, yeah. It really did, and COVID I do really miss. Uh, by the way, that's uh, Shark and uh, Doc Woolridge, the Learned Men. What's happening, both fellas? Uh, Doctor, it really, it really did change the show, and I do miss. Speaking of this, I do miss listening to uh, songs and uh, critiquing. I do too. Which we, which we can't do over the phone. Uh, however, the inspiration for that show, Chilling with Bob Dylan, was a show called "You Talking You Two to Me," which I loved, uh, with uh, Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott. Uh, the you know everybody knows Adam Scott. Nobody probably well you know Scott Ackerman if you're podcast fans. Anyway. Um, I basically ripped off that show for, for chilling with Bob Dylan. Well, the good news is those guys are back with a brand new show, and boy, I love it. It's called "You Talking Spring Sting on My Bean," I think is what it's called, <laughs> something like that. But uh, look up that it's uh, "Are You Talking Spring Sting on My Bean?" They're going through the entire Spring Sting catalog, which once I heard him saying that, I was like, "Oh, that should have been our next artist," honestly. Was because he's got <laughs> such a huge catalog. A lot of it's going to upset Jeff. A lot of <laughs> a lot of it's going to bother me. Probably it's going to be too. I'm going to get depressed from it. Rob's going to love like the poetry of it, and Jeff and I are going to be like, this song is so slow yeah, and horrible. I'm going like, to be over here like crying about how great Lost in the Flood is off his first album, and you guys are going to be like, yeah, I'm going to slit my wrists halfway yeah, that's through the song. Awful. Duh, boss. Yeah, no, thank you. You get a Telecaster and you did that with it? <laughs> That's really funny if you know about the boss and Telecaster. The boss. Uh, <laughs> um, but then we couldn't have him come on the show anymore. Well, you know uh, what? I've got his an ghost idea tales, for a new show. Halloween's coming something. soon. So, What's that? Okay. Okay, so you know I told you I've been rewatching Sons of Anarchy. Well, somehow I'm on yes. a TikTok feed where um, Theo Rossi and Kim Coates um, were doing like Zoom during uh, COVID, and they were talking about okay. the show. Well, then they realized neither one of them had ever seen the entire the show. They've oh, only really? seen like one or two episodes of each season, so they started watching rewatching the whole show together. 
and mm. talking about it and behind the scenes stuff. So what we could do is we could go back and start from the beginning and listen to our podcast and talk about our <laughs> podcast. Oh, I like if that. Only we I could. Like that. We could react to ourselves. <laughs> yes. I wish. Like I thought, this is genius. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish we could. I, I, we could release the old episode on Monday, and then <laughs> the new episode would be us talking about the old episode. <laughs> so like it's that. just an idea I'm throwing out there, gang. I'm just putting it on the table. I don't mind it. I think it's a pretty pretty great idea. you got to jump on this stuff quick, Rob, because you remember I had that idea for reaction to reaction videos. Yes, right? yes. And then like, and a week later, there were like four people on the screen doing exactly that on TikTok. You know what I mean, it was <laughs> I like yep. the, the square where the original video was was so small you couldn't yep. even see yeah, Shark what they were talking I, uh, about. Yes. Shark and I talked about, uh, we just theorized that there might be some uh, porn reaction videos coming into, <laughs> into popularity. Get, turned on X2. Guess are. what? There they are. Yeah. Man, our our yeah. friends are definitely listening to us. I take that's Steal, what we stealing need all of our great is, ideas. We need to start doing porn reaction videos because most of them are like, you know, an attractive, you know, person <laughs> like, who's yeah. reviewing the thing and doing something yeah. themselves. But yeah. instead, it could be like, God dang, man, I'd get a cramp. You know, how in the world do you get in that position? <laughs> <laughs> you ought to get that thing looked at. Something's wrong. Yeah, no kidding. I think, yeah, that, that mole looks problematic. I, I would, I now, how did she go? That. Did she look at other pictures before she went to the doctor and really think that was going to look better than what she had before she yeah. went in there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hearts are fun and all, but, you know. <laughs> On your nipples, you got tattoos? What the hell? I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> That's not cool. I'm a tattoo fan. That's not I, cool, I'll, man. I'll cover most of what I got with tattoos eventually. But that's, uh, ooh, uh, I tell yeah, you I what, guess whatever. That, if you that, love it, uh, you love it. The uh, sphincter tattoo is out of the, the you know, that one. <laughs> ooh, uh, that, people say the top of the foot hurts. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe when you I got didn't it. Know that's a thing. Yeah, I especially didn't want to see a picture of it. But it was too late after I opened it. I opened well, I thought it, was well, I thought it would make a nice chose, spider web. I thought it was interesting that well, Shark chose an acoustic guitar, so his sphincter the is sound, the hole. The sound hole. The, the sound hole. hole. And the strings go across his cheeks. It's yeah, fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> well, it started off as the Greendale flag, but you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was like 20 years ago. He still loved Gibson, so it's Gibson guitar. It's a G45. He's had it scratched out since then. <laughs> 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 it's not a real Gibson. It's a lawsuit error, man. Oh, there we go. Much better, much better. Might be in the market for... Uh, been looking at guitars lately, thinking about getting me a new acoustic. Of course, I'm uh, flat broke, so <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm that's going to happen. but I don't care. I walk but, right uh, by with my tail in the air. Straight cat strut on me. Oh, sorry. I was jazzing it oh. up a bit. Hey. <laughs> the, the Setzer man. If I'm not mistaken, uh, big 250. Yes. Should we? Uh... <laughs> I saw Marty Stewart and Brian Setzer doing a thing, and they came out, and, and Marty's like, you know, if it ain't got that twang, it don't mean a thing. Nice <laughs> little play on do words up, do up, there. Do up. <laughs> nice oh, job, man. Nice job. Um, it means swang when you got twang. Of course, you throw a little swang uh... and a little twang together. It sounds pretty hey, good. Now that's what I want right there: swang and twang. Uh, I wanted to, uh, there's a few things I wanted to talk about. Oh my God! Have you it's guys a good band seen? Name, actually, not bad. Uh, <laughs> have you seen the reviews for Chris Pine's movie? <laughs> Just real quick, I want to touch on this. Have you seen reviews for Chris Pine's new movie, The Pool Man? No. That, that, that he like directed. A porno. Oh God, Rob! Please look up uh, Pool Man reviews and just like maybe okay. you can get like a, a, a group it. of quotes. 
Um, it is. You might want to turn on your safe search setting real quick. Keep in mind. Keep in mind. I love Chris Pine. I think he's uh, our generation's one of his one of our top actors. I love him. I just think I love him. I totally do. I always liked him, and I thought he was a one trick pony with acting like Shatner a bit in the Star Trek (laughs) stuff. But then I saw Hell or High Water, and I'm like, okay, this dude's legit. This dude is. I love. I love Chris Pine. Anyway, he directed a movie, wrote (coughs) and directed a movie. Let's hear some of these reviews if he can have like. Here's just the here's like the brief thing I see first. It says Chris Pine's debut film as a director, Pullman, received a terrible reception at the 2023 Toronto International Film Festival. The film is described as... Yeah, Toronto, maybe you should have uh, bought a little movie (laughs) called Three Knee Deep instead of some uh, Nepo Babies uh, movie. How about that? People wouldn't have walked out. Go ahead. Since you sent me such a sweet rejection letter, Toronto. Anyway, go ahead, Tiff. Shark, be prepared for a Spinal Tap riff here. Here we go. It's described (laughs) as an unfunny spoof of neo-noir thrillers with poor execution, hazy direction, <laughs> messy stero- storytelling, and unbearable dialogue. <laughs> well, that, well, it's oh, nitpicking, that's just is nitpicking, it? is it? Nitpicking. There it is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> of course. Um, okay, here's, here's from IndieWire. Let's see what they say. Pine's paranoid noir satire will likely go down as one of the worst films to play at any major festival in recent history. Oh, my. If Harry Styles had actually hacked a gob of spit in Chris Pine's lap, it may have been because he recently watched the fellow actor's feature oh directorial God. debut, the paranoid noir satire Pool Man. It's a film so abysmal in its writing and assembly that there were numerous walkouts during its premiere. Uh... Ooh. Uh, uh, Let me see. There's little point to singling out one scene or idea. In isolation, nothing in Pullman is quite so offensive as to warrant outright derision on its own. And the actors (laughs) all seem sincerely committed. Then again, so did the cast of movie 43, which was practically (laughs) made at gunpoint. As a whole, Pullman is simply one of the worst films to ever play. <laughs> and it wow. says, um, Pine's position in Hollywood is in serious jeopardy because of this. Yeah, like I, every review has just been like that, like the wow. most biting, cynical reviews. My favorite was uh, somebody said, the Pullman was written, started as a joke on the Wonder Woman set. So I guess you could say two horrible movies came out of the Wonder Woman 2 set. Oh, wow. Um, now, wow. Okay. I can tell you this. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes now. I want to see it, though. I, I have to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some What's snippets. That? Not only the worst film I saw during the fall <laughs> festival season, but likely one of the worst films in any year it came out. <laughs> Here you go. It's only 100 minutes long, but upward of 99 of those minutes are likely to be spent in silent boredom, if not irritated disbelief (laughs) at being subjected to such guileless, artless nonsense. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, The stony baloney atmosphere never rises to an enjoyable high, sitting as stagnant as chlorinated water. (laughs) Um... But isn't that the wow. point of chlorinated water is that it's not stagnant? I think that's the point. Yes, yeah. I think that's the point. And it has a filter yeah. constantly moving it, so I don't really think that guy got his uh, <laughs> analogy correct. His, it, but... his vitriol, he screwed up his analogy, huh? <laughs> yes, now so. listen to this. Here's a positive review, and I won't belabor this because we can move on, but listen to this. Hmm. Pine immediately reminded me of Jeff Bridges in The Big Lebowski. His character as Pool Man or Pool Dude definitely has shades of the Dude co-stars. Annette Bening oh, and yeah. Danny DeVito add the comedic moments as DeVito never stops with the one-liners. That's a positive review. That has to be from someone who's like 19. <laughs> just, uh, no, I'm looking at a picture of her. She, she's in her 50s, I'd say. Oh, no. Because I've heard that's just like the saddest rip-off of The Big Lebowski. It's actually a, it's a mashup of Chinatown in the Big Lebowski. It's about it's about hey, water is, water rights. Is she single and does she like evolution? <laughs> Here's a person saying it's the best comedy of the Toronto Film Festival, 
and it's a fabulous <coughs> new entry in the annals of stoner slash sunshine noir. Well, hey, you know what? I love the beach bum. Um, I don't know who else loves the beach bum, but I don't think it got good reception. So I you haven't know, seen it. You've got to watch the beach bum sometime. It's right up our alley. It's got to. I sent you a picture of behind the scenes of Moondog and Jimmy yes. Buffett smoking a joint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they no, basically were I like, they basically like, were like McConaughey. Just have at it, dude. Ha- go have a party, <laughs> party for an hour and forty-five minutes. Uh, it's uh, it's so entertaining. Now, see, do I you like talk inherent vice? Because I love inherent vice. I I love it. Yeah, I like inherent vice. I think I like beach bum more because it's more okay. fun. There yeah, is a inherent down and out vice is part. based on a Thomas Pynchon novel, so it's gonna be yeah. pre- you know like a little pretentious <laughs> and stuff. I love yeah. a lot of it. Um, but there are parts where I just kind of go, oh, yeah, it's this part. I, for- I forgot about this part. Uh-oh, Jeff's been taken. Um, now, here's, here's what I'm griping about this week. Yeah, who's uh, grinding your here, gears this sorry, week? Sorry, I'm in Kentucky, and they uh, they give you cigarettes when you cross the state line. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I am, uh, there's a new uh, YouTube ad for Ryan Reynolds oh. for his uh, for his gym. And uh, okay. I just... Uh, uh, All right, I'm googling uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, I, here's the thing: Are we done with uh, uh, new uh, is, gen? Is Ryan Reynolds take, wearing take off a little safe, thin? Safe search settings for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> is this the one that makes fun of pumpkin spice? Yes, it's that one. Yep. Yeah. So here's yeah, my I thing. Found it. Hey, oh Ryan Reynolds, how edgy you are! You're so edgy, making fun of pumpkin spice. Wow. That, nobody's done that. It's such an edgy thing you're doing, buddy. <laughs> you're so cool when you take down things that every other person's already taken down. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, seasonal, we eat seasonally, a-hole. Like, if you haven't figured it out yet, there's eggnog in the wintertime. There's sweet sun tea in the summer. You're going to start making fun of that next. Oh, you just got your tea in the summer? Well, I got some uh, info for you, Reynolds, Mr. Funny Boy, who's wearing really really thin you need to watch your step buddy because you're about to break oh through the ice and it's going to be cold down there buddy it's going to be really cold <laughs> so you really need to watch your step ryan reynolds you are on thin thin ice who cares pumpkin spice it's the only reason people make fun of it is because it is the newest seasonal food there's always been seasonal treats like that there's chocolate eggs in uh easter time there's the little Christmas snacks, and there's eggnog at Christmas. It's just the way capitalism works, and you're picking on pumpkin spice. I, listen, I don't like pumpkin spice. Ask anybody. I hate pumpkin. Pumpkin's the worst. You need to put a bunch of stuff with it to make it even remotely good, to taste good. I so Sugar. I, I, yeah, well, sugar and fat. Put a bunch of sugar, <laughs> fat, and salt with it. It tastes great, but you can do that with anything. Give me lawn clippings. I can make it taste good if I had a bunch of sugar and fat. Jerk offs. I'm the thing is I don't love pumpkin, but I am gonna fight Ryan Reynolds for his horrible weak take. You are on thin ice, Deadpool, and you better pull it out of your ass on this new movie, or you are gonna break right through that ice, and America's gonna say uh, bye bye to your annoying Canadian ass. Uh, here's the other thing, Jen. Guess what, pal? It's seasonal. You, did you not realize that, Mister Aviation Jen? By the way, your Jen sucks ass. It's like cheap. Uh, it just tastes like rubbing alcohol gin. Not a fan of your gin. It's no, cheap. I like gin, so I'm glad I'm not trying that. No juniper. It is cheap, cheap, cheap gin, uh, Ryan Reynolds. It's like, listen, I'm broke, but it's like $29 a bottle. I'm like, what is, that? what is this? I'm rubbing alcohol with some uh, some drops of flavor in it. Aviation gin. Um, you buy, uh, there's a St. Louis gin, great gin, called, uh, called Origin. Wonderful. Get some Ford's gin, some classic beef eater like the Fritzman like to drink. <laughs> hey, so hey, that's Eastwood, my that's my rant about Ryan say, anyway. Does he actually say F U to pumpkin spice in the ad? Because that's what this thing says. Ryan Winnell says, quote, F U to pumpkin spice in the aviation. I think so. Spot. He says something like, Why does the everybody get obsessed once a year with pumpkin spice? And then he picks up a pumpkin spice stick at one point while he's making this recipe, which is just a bastardization of another recipe. I was like, No, buddy, that's not how you make a drink, you dumb, dumb, dumb dick. I, uh, as Shark likes to say, my excuse for drinking, I'm a home bartender, and I can tell you how to make a drink way better than he did. Anyway, and then he picks up a stick and says, now you take this uh, spice stick and you stick it straight up here, beep, and he throws it at the camera. 
uh, Letterman style. He's on thin ice, you guys. I'm telling you, if Deadpool, I think Deadpool's going to fail. I'm calling it. Deadpool's really? going to fail. Um, Deadpool 3 is going to fail. And uh, he's going to be America's sweetheart no more. Or, well, you know, it won't be or, the first death that Nutmeg's responsible for. <laughs> <laughs> or it will be his last hoorah. I don't think he'll have anywhere to go after it. <laughs> Good-looking white guy fail? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. No, no, no. Good-looking rich white guy fail. Come yeah, on. right. Right. I mean, because only happens to God, people like us. He's got like I don't think he's gonna. It's they're gonna affect him. He's not gonna care. He's got uh, gin money. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Just something about that struck me the wrong way. I was like, here's Mister Billionaire making fun of uh, something that people enjoy. I don't know. I was like, screw you, Ryan Reynolds, and your stupid gin uh, that tastes like shit. You got to add a bunch of crap to it. You know what I drink my gin with? Vermouth mf'er, because my gin tastes good. <laughs> All right, uh, now, why if I left your gin? With wow, Eastwood coming in hot on episode two fifty. That's right, two fifty's right. got me fired up. Hey, uh, Rob, Rob sent us a. Uh, here's a happy thing. You sent us that uh, Garcia Grisman clip of them being interviewed yes. by what looks like yes. sixty minutes or something. Did you yeah. watch that shark? It's really fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw part of it. Yeah, the, the, actually, uh, I've seen it. I've seen it before. I love uh, when uh, Garcia says, "I mean, it's early, but I love it." These songs are so great because they're simple to play. They're, yes, they're and he's like, yeah. he's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "No, they're easy." Like, I mean, like, they're I love it. He's yeah. like, "Not, we're not geniuses. This is easy." <laughs> and easy I thought that man. was so Garcia. You know, but then like, it shows them like, playing, and they're they're playing like pretty complicated <laughs> yeah. picking patterns, and like it's not simple at all. It's or, or, or easy. Uh, but I wonder what you thought about that, Rob, because I I know when he says easy, I know what he means. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, let's. So you guys know I love Shady Grove album. I love the pizza tapes. I just got uh, Grisham and Garcia on vinyl. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of it, and yeah. have I mean, you gone down me, the old in the way path yet? Which one's that? Old in the way. That, yeah, old in the way. Yeah, old okay, and in the way. Old and, and in, in the way. way. Okay, yeah. I'm writing that down so I can look into it. Um, here's yeah, here's good. here's something I love about this. So when I got that vinyl, I sent you guys a picture of it. Um, mom was here, you know, because I've been you know kind of helping my mom, and yeah. uh, she sat in a chair. And Sam and I put the record on, and we were having a couple cocktails. And, you know, my mom was still kind of sick. And get, she listened to that entire record with the biggest smile on her face. And when I would flip sides, she would say, that's not over yet, is it? So, oh, so no. my mom loved the entire record, oh, which I thought was great because she's never yeah. heard it. Um, and wow. so, like, I just I think it's funny when brilliant, humble musicians... Like are like oh you know it's not that hard to play or you know it's a pretty simple pattern you're like what what are you talking <laughs> you know like I'm imagining Mississippi John Hurt saying because Sam always comes yeah. back to him like anytime we're talking yeah he's the best and she's yeah. like anytime um, she because she was playing me some clip where he said something about his songs weren't that complicated and her and I were yeah. just laughing because uh, no it may have a very standard blues well, structure thing, but though. what he's doing is not simple. yeah I was gonna say but once you uh, what I understand by it when I said it was easy is when you when you look at what Garcia did in the Grateful Dead right uh, he's not playing chords <laughs> hardly ever he's yes. playing, like he's playing the same thing with he's improvising the course throughout different blah 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 but but he's after, most of the time he's got to think about what he's doing for the most part right. or he's just relying on muscle memory but uh it's not the same and as LSD, just like but go ahead well sure <laughs> but it's not the same as oh this song's four chords and once right. you understand the world of rhythm and picking um it really is the reason john hurt says things are simple it's because he's been doing that his entire life, <laughs> and he knows. Every, yeah, he know he knows every picking pattern. Uh, so you just give him three chords, and he can play it in various ways. Uh, I can right. play it uh, six ways, <laughs> maybe. 
maybe six or seven ways. Uh, right, and how but many what it is it? is <laughs> hurt. Yeah, like I say, yeah. probably thirteen ways. Um, yeah. Okay. But uh, but um, what I'm saying is, it is simple in the fact that once you know those patterns, once you get the muscle memory to them, then you're simply just playing chords and kind of playing around inside those chords. Right. Um, uh, compared to playing the Grateful Dead. Now, this is something I thought about, which I don't. I wonder. I want to ask Robbie what he thinks about. So, Garcia, Grateful Dead, known for improvisation. Uh, yeah. When I played solos in blues songs, um, always improvised. Never ever the same thing. Um, I just kind of play what I play what I want to play in those blues songs. Songs I've written. Yeah, a little closer to what it is on the record. I try to be you know, about 90% and then improvise around it. So when you hear improvise, Rob, what percent do you think I, Jerry Garcia, am playing that, has, that I have never or he has never played before? Of all the music in that, in that one night, what percentage of the improvisation is something with Grisham, or when he's on no, the no, dead just stage live? On, with the dead, with anybody. With me playing with Lion in a blues solo, with Garcia playing Grateful Dead, uh, whatever, whoever. Uh, when they're like, someone who improvises, improvises, I can't talk, uh, a solo, what percent do you think they're doing that they've never done before in that solo? I'm, okay, very so I'm going to say a very little. <laughs> that was going to be my answer. Oh, okay, um, I wondered what I just wondered what a non-musician thought of no, improvisation. No, 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 and, and I'll tell you why. Um, because, and, and honestly, Shark's getting ready to be happy again. Um, <laughs> several episodes ago, or several, I was I was telling you guys that I, I just I didn't think Paige was as good a guitarist as everyone played up. Mm-hmm. And, then, and Shark was hurt. Shark was hurt. And then yeah, I, I told that. you, I went back and started listening to some stuff and realized how incredibly wrong I was. And so my point is, is that when I listen to, you know, like think about um, Hendrix is not fair, but, you know, uh, like Peter Frampton, who's a great guitarist, and we've got a great mm-hmm. live album of him doing Do You Feel Like We Do? It's his famous song. I've heard several different live versions of that now from different mm-hmm. concerts of that era. And those incredible solos he has, I'm going to say about 85% of it, he's playing the same thing every night. Sure. Um, just uh, just conservatively. Even, even with Hendrix, though, I guess my point is when people think that, you know, oh, they Im- they, these guys improv, that whole thing. Generally, 98 point something percent of what you play yeah. is something yep. you've already played before. It's just Correct. not. Literally in the, in the song that we just played. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the one before that. Right. And the one we did but, last set. <laughs> but like it's you can move those things around within songs and you can like stop the you can chop that bit in half and add another bit to it that you've played from another part that night. You can but there's only like maybe if you're lucky, one little thing that you think of right when you're playing, or it could be an accident, that you go, Oh, wait a minute, what if I and you do yep. that, and it either works yep. or don't, and you you can usually figure it out if you know you're, where you're at well enough, um, if if you can go there or not. And that's about it, though. <laughs> you're real lucky. Well, I just, do you guys I remember just... a week or so ago, maybe two, my, time's blurred on my end, you guys know that. Um, I sent you guys a thing where Clapton, like, now Clapton, not like 70s Clapton, but he was talking mm-hmm. about Hendrix playing live. And he said, you know, that Hendrix either had to be in the moment or it just didn't work. And Garcia confirmed that as well. And the reason it was interesting with Clapton saying it is, Clapton said, when I solo, I literally have to think about everything I'm going to do. It may come Mm -hmm. off as like I'm just improvising and doing it. He's like, I'm not. He said, but when Hendrix was on the stage in his zone... He's like, that was what was so mind-blowing, is that so much of it seemed like it was really, really coming out of that moment. But what you guys seem well, to be saying is be- it might be coming out of that moment, but it's built it's on be- years of playing things. It's because he played guitar eight eight hours a day. Right, and, right, And played right. those scales so many times that his fingers just kind of knew, I can just go over here. and. Yep. But I would say he was worse when he thought about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, Who? agreed. Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah, that's what he's he saying. Was, when he thought about it, it wasn't working for him. And yeah. Hendrix would say that, like would say that, like this isn't. Yeah. 
you know, I need to be where I am. I will tell you something, and I don't know if this... I hope this comes off the, the way I mean it. <laughs> I'm trying, because I don't play music. When I was a kid <laughs> growing up, I wanted to be a guitarist. And I played, you know, I messed around with it for a few years. All, I, I just wanted to be able to like, play these incredible... 69. Sorry. Well, I wanted to play oh, these yeah. incredible <laughs> solos. Like, that to me seemed like the goal. And it's funny okay. how all these years later, and it's this um, Garcia video that really hit me with it. Um, I have, as I've gotten older, this incredible, credible, credible respect and awe for rhythm guitarists. I think at the time yeah. I thought that was just weak. All you know is chords. You can't pick. You can't do this. <laughs> I was a kid. I'm talking, remember, I'm like 13, yeah, 12, yeah. 13. I was yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, like, watching um, Garcia not have to improvise and do this stuff just watching him play the chords and stay in this thing it was beautiful mm -hmm. it was just beautiful and I respect that as I get older yes I respect watching a, a, a guitarist just play and stay right there in the pocket and keep the song yeah. going and melodic and beautiful and I didn't have that when I was a kid and I'm glad yeah. I somehow realized I, uh... that uh, my thirteen-year-old view is right, Robbie. Throw the rest of it out. We don't need any <laughs> other. That was just one guy with a guitar. We need Jimmy Bryant blazing the entire time. That's all music should be. Period. Are you telling me you don't, you, you Shark? You don't like that? I have found this incredible respect for rhythm. No, guitars? no, it's no, it's it's no. I tell you, to to your point exactly. That's one of the the dumbest questions that that you hear repeatedly is, do you play rhythm guitar or lead guitar? And it's like, right. well, first off, look, man, if you can't play rhythm, you can't play lead. Uh, you might think you can. I like that. I like that. But, yeah, but if you don't understand how to do this part of it, this is the fundamental foundation of everything. And if you can't do that, then you yeah. can't do anything else, you know. So sure, it's, I wanna, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry to mean step on No, it. no, I just going to say it's, you know, that's one of those... You know, I, somewhere along the line, you know, I would say for marketing purposes or something, you know, the idea that the person playing single notes is somehow cooler than the guy who's playing, you know, chords. If they're, if you got, two I know, guys, it's just that's just, I don't know, it's well, just silly to me. And well, it doesn't make, and make any sense. And you know what? It went no. back to jazz. Think about how we got impressed with jazz people who would play fifty thousand notes. You know what I mean? Like my hey man, when it comes something. to jazz, they played a thousand it's melodic notes. About, it'd be good music. It's all yes. about the space in between when it comes to jazz. Now, hey, I do want to say something real quick before I forget. It's all it's all on this. So last night I was. Um, no, I heard you. If you're leaving space between the notes, you ain't working hard enough. Oh no! <laughs> As Shark would say, if you left any um, room in there, well, <laughs> Shark theory, heard, no space, no notes. <laughs> no pause. Okay, so I like last that last Steve Vai album, but I could have used a few more it's notes. Like, uh, it's like my son. <laughs> it's like my son when you we're know, working out, and I say, I need to take a break, and he says, no breaks for me. <laughs> <laughs> so last night, um, I was trying to like settle down and, and get a night's sleep. You know, My brain's been working overtime lately. So I'm flipping through Facebook, um, just, just digging around, and I came across a video of Dave and Shark playing a song recently I think and I can't remember for the life of me what song was it, it, the post is something like a little blues for you all or something so anyway it gets to the point where Shark's getting ready to solo because um, Dave steps back from the mic and I gotta tell you I didn't know is Shark gonna start trying to shred it is he gonna <laughs> drop a bunch of notes on us and Shark starts doing these like slide chord things oh it's my fake slide technique yeah i'm perfecting no that. but shark it was <laughs> fantastic <laughs> no 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 no, dude it was fantastic like i sit there and i'm like oh man he's not like throwing a thousand notes at you he's doing something cool with the rhythm he's still playing in the song it was so good shark it was so good and i wanted to tell you that like i loved Watching it, I probably watched that two or three times. Watching well, you thanks, just, man. I'd pull it back and mm -hmm. watch you play that again because I didn't know what was coming. But I was like, "Oh, these little slides are just fantastic!" So, kudos he's to got you. Some, uh, he's got some Thank pretty you. fantastic. He's got some pretty fantastic licks on the new album. Uh, of uh, oh of man, myself. I can't wait to hear. And I am so glad I saw people saying they want vinyls. That made me so excited. I didn't quite, uh, I didn't so excited. I didn't quite get enough uh, responses I wanted. Uh, so if you're out there listening, uh, let me know. Or uh, I don't know. I know people shared it, which I shouldn't. I, I wish they hadn't shared it because I can't keep up with uh, people that commented on different pages. Can you tell uh, us how many orders you would make or need to make it make sense? I think 
Uh, like 45, I think. 45, 50. And, and you didn't get... Did you get close or... I don't. I didn't even count, to be honest okay. with you. Okay. I think I got around... Because I was going to say... I think in comments, just in comments, um, I want to say that it was maybe 15 people or something commented. So, uh, yeah, but I know a lot of people that I don't think would solve that post <laughs> that would want them. So I don't know. Um, I think that's Pop true. I mean, like, I saw Koppel drop in, and I mean, you know, Koppel doesn't even really have a functional record player, I don't think, and he wants a copy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, no, I mean, seriously, I think if it got no, I think, to the uh, right, you know, the right phase, I think you'd be surprised. Uh, well, we will see. Uh, I don't know. It'll be out there some way or another. Um, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things that we would need I, it bef before we. You know, Neeswood, uh, you have always been it, a trendsetter. So. I think you need to release this on cassette and bring it. I back. was going to say eight track. I, I was going to say eight track. I, I have thought about it. Cassettes were more convenient than than what we give them credit for. They were small. Oh, absolutely. They were absolutely. easy to carry. I, you know, I'm saying bring back the tape, man. I have thought about oh, it. People it, love shark. tapes. It's, like it's, it's a thing. It's on a huge resurgence. I don't know if yeah, you know this thing. shark. Tapes are on a huge resurgence. Um. There's been a couple record store day stuff that has come out in the last year or so, and they'll release it on yeah. vinyl and cassette. I have some cassettes um, that you know, like uh, when. So you guys remember the movie Singles, and you know Matt Dillon played Cliff Pontier. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so Chris Cornell was so enamored with that character. I'm just gonna laugh at about, about whether it, you asking me. It's like, do you remember? It's like Robbie. You did that movie was all you talked about for three years. It's like there, even if I never shark. saw it, I could tell you, I could quote you shark. line for line just from listening to you. Shark. It was at least six years. So. I know that dude. But that anyway, was that was that was your evolution. Anyway, yes, it was. So anyway, Chris Cornell was obsessed with this character because he's like he's such a pretentious moron, which so many musicians are. So I want to bring this music to life. So that's when he recorded a bunch of stuff. So they put out the Poncier EP, which is just Chris Cornell doing stuff. And when it came out, it came out on vinyl and cassette. You know what I mean? So there's, and I'm seeing more and more now that you're seeing the music ads, they're starting to put out tape players again. You know, like Sony put out a tape player yeah. again. Uh, so no, so it's, yeah, it's back, like, Shark. Uh, it's coming I've seen on. old school boomboxes. Um, yeah. You know, that have yep. like Bluetooth. See, we don't need all that crap. <clears throat> Just give us the Walkman. <laughs> Just give us the Walkman with some Bluetooth connectivity, and we're fine. Yep. Yeah, the Walkman was a wonderful thing. I, uh, um, I, I to this day think it was one of the greatest Gen X uh, things we had, like invented during I'm our serious. time. But was I'm a, serious though. I mean, yeah, make, it a, very make a Bluetooth capable Walkman, and you get yep. everything you need. All right, yep. you can play it in your car, you can play it on your boombox speaker, whatever you want. Right? Exactly. So. No, I do have a, I have a technical question for you two about this. I want to be able to yeah. make mixtapes again to play for set breaks is what I'm really looking forward to. Okay, so here's my question. So right now, um, th there's this move in vinyl, which holy holy hell, Batman. Um, uh -oh. You know how like when they record an original thing, it's on tape? You know what I mean? Like if they, if they don't do digital, it's on tape. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. they're doing this thing now where, and Jack White's already on it, go figure. <laughs> Where they're taking the original tape and trying to put it straight to vinyl immediately before it gets anything else. These records are coming out for like five hundred dollars oh, because you know the sounds will be so good. Yeah, I'm not buying it because it's the quality is so high and whatever. Anyway, the it's point is, <laughs> well, this is this is my Can't question. <laughs> if they're going to tell me that for decades, <laughs> you know, tape was such a great way that they recorded everything on tape. Did, did the tapes have better quality than the ones we had because it was no. tape to tape? No, no, no. Digital you, stuff you know sounds way better than all stupid. that crap. It's just my only problem, my only beef with digital is is that we can't put it in a format to make money off of it the way that we can with yeah. the tape or, or vinyl. Right. I don't, yeah, right. sound quality-wise, yeah. digital wins every day of the week. It's easier. Okay. It's so much easier to make something sound good digitally than it was to yeah. get it on tape. The tape okay. was so finicky, and you had to be... And you had to be there's a reason people... We're like expert engineers and stuff. 
Well, I'm going to tell you, let's face it. If you look at the equipment in an old school studio (laughs) that they had to use, uh, compared to like the person now who's like in their bedroom, they have a little MIDI keyboard set up. Well, that's it. Yeah, three, three guys working just to, about working as good. faders in order to make something, you know. It's like, you got, yeah. now you push 16 up as soon as I pull two down. Yeah. It's insane. Look, I'm going uh, to tell you from a completely novice point of view, the first two CDs I ever bought when my dad got me a big home stereo with a CD player for my 8th grade graduation, the first mm-hmm. one I bought was Led Zeppelin Four, and the second one I bought was Appetite for Destruction. And I had listened to Led Zeppelin IV my whole life on vinyl, and I had listened to it on cassette. And I'm telling you, when I put that thing in the CD in, I was like, damn, this sounds clear. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, "Oh, yeah, yeah, boy. Whoa, boy. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it did. It was, like, crisp and loud. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Shark said, can't uh, make any money. That's why I sound kind of like sad about my new album. I'm like, well, I'm not sure what's going to happen to it because nobody buys CDs anymore. And, uh, well, if you want to make money, I think the only way to do it is put your album t-shirts? cover on a T-shirt. Yeah, I was going to exactly. say T-shirts. Yeah, I already exactly. have a couple of uh, T-shirt designs drawn up. So, Hey, did you guys see, this is related, I promise. Did you guys see the the um I think he was he's the owner of Rolling Stone magazine got canceled. Oh, yes, yes. They, yeah. But but yeah. this gets into music too. So he got canceled for being sexist and racist. But I don't know if Rolling you guys Stone went has deeper to into the I call it BS. <laughs> I don't know if you guys got deeper into the article, like because I went ahead and started deep diving into this. No, I just read guy, I just read what the guy said and I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. He's out. But listen to this. He was also on record talking about how he has loved that him and other people, a few of them, have been the gatekeepers of music for like four decades. And that the only stuff that gets out is what they want out. And the only thing that gets played is what they want played. And they've had this bottleneck on music forever. And I was like, yikes! I mean, here's a dude just saying, we have absolutely only allowed you to get what we want you to get, and we've held back everything else and F you. And I was like, oh my God. So you're yeah, evil on every front I can think of at this point. <laughs> I think the only thing you probably left out of that statement is is uh, we put out what they paid us to put out. <laughs> yeah. You know, seriously. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's payola. I mean, that's the way it worked. I mean, right. heck, there was... Uh, I was listening to some interview the other day, and I don't remember if it was if it was like a young Buck Owens, or I think it was Ricky Nelson, actually. And it was like, yeah, his you know, dad took him to the radio station, they cut a record, and then his dad took him to to uh, or mm-hmm. to, to the studio, and they made a single, and then he took him to the radio station, and his dad gave the DJ twenty bucks and got his song on the air. You know, I mean, that's just the way it was. That's just, right. You know, right. Paola was the you know the norm. Right. Uh, not that it was right. Not that it was good. And you know, frankly, the internet's what broke all that open. You know, as soon as that person could sit in their bedroom and record themselves, and they didn't need any distribution Whoa. or anything else, you know. This reminds me of something. By the way, Rob, if you could open up our uh, share drive, there's something special in there for our 250. Uh, okay, hang on. Just, Let me do this real quick while we're sitting here. This just reminded me, guys. We got to do something. There's a big problem hmm. in America. Uh-oh. <laughs> where? Where? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a big Somebody one. Somebody call Gary Rishrath and have him at it in first the golden country. <laughs> this, is, this is a big important one too. Where and the he double hockey sticks? Did this Timu come from? And where did they get all their money for advertising? And why are so I, many I don't people even understand what the hell it just, this thing is? Did just wish? Did it wish the new wish dot com? I don't. It's it's just a sales place. It's like Amazon, it seems to me. Except it's it's Timu, and it seems to be filled with just cheap, cheap, cheap crap. Yeah, I think like, it's I, I think it's a new wish. I don't know. I don't okay, know no. what wish was. So oh, you don't. So like you don't know what wish dot com was. Mm-mm, so wish mm-mm. wish was like you know you you know if you ordered uh, you know like oh. if you ordered a Gibson ah. you'd get a Chipson you know what I mean it was like the place oh. like if you ordered a, well a model I, Dale Earnhardt okay. car you actually got you know a, a tiny yeah. one or something you know what I mean like yes. you got the knockoff cheap you know <laughs> well whatever okay uh, I'm in our shared files and I'm not seeing anything uh, there should new. be a file there should be files in there uh, uh, called. Fritzman files in there somewhere. In the, uh, Called what? Nothing in here looks special to me. 
Should be I have, some. Uh, I have the Fritzman be... files that were leaked to me. I have leaked text messages that were leaked to me. Go to I got get the Doosie Do CWBD teaser, Shark Two Four Nine, and a booby song. That's all I Go see. To... There's not another. Uh, there should just be a folder above those that says Fritzman, I believe. Um, I could go to it myself. Uh, okay, let me let me keep looking here. Folder. So we'll take this time to remind people that Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher scabs. That's <laughs> right. That is right. Nope. Uh, nope, nope. In the shared hey. folder, I'm not seeing it, man. Oh no! Well, shoot. Maybe I had to share it. Did you guys happen thing? to check out who the screenwriter was on Dragnet? No, who is it? It is the nephew son really? of the Makowitz guys. It's a, it's Makowitz. No, it is. And when you it, it, like you you catch that at the very beginning, and then you watch this movie that's basically noir without being noir, and every set piece is in some classic Hollywood location. You know, the Brown Derby, the Griffith Observatory. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know what I yeah, mean. It's yeah. like it's like thirties Hollywood. It's like the golden era. You know what I mean? There's so so many weird things happening in that movie. Once you kind of get that, and then when you combine that with the fact that you understand that you know that Ackroyd's on the spectrum. Watching Ackroyd, knowing what we know now about him, just puts a whole new spin on the characters he does and everything. You know what I mean? It's like I get it. That makes sense. Basically, the basically the first Abed. <laughs> the first Abed. Oh man, yeah, it's yeah. there. I've, I made you an editor. I guess you can't find it though. It's it's yeah, right above. I, I don't it's, see it anywhere. It's just right above. Uh, it's in folders. There's one that says leaked text, and the next one says Fritzman Files. 24. Oh, Fritzman Files 24 to 28. Fritzman kills the 60s. Yeah, it should be just packed full of Fritzman Files now. Okay. Oh oh but, oh, oh, oh oh. Okay, I'm in it now. But unfortunately, I, don't see I couldn't find. New. Oh shoot! I get, like I see, the most to... recent thing I have is August 9th. Oh, shoot! Well, never mind. That stinks. I know you're on here. Anyway, well, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I, I got Millhouse's time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is okay. I, yeah, I shared it with you. I don't know what's going on. Doesn't matter, I suppose. Uh, we are, are we about out of time. Eh, we got about ten minutes or so. No, I was going to just randomly pick for for um, some uh, from some Fritzman files. <laughs> oh, I have a bunch of Fritzman files here, but nothing new. Okay. Oh yeah, there's nothing new. There should just be like oh, thir- thirty yeah, Fritzman yeah, yeah, files. Yeah. Oh no no no! I I see a bunch of Fritzman files. Like oh okay, yeah, that's all it was. Oh well, okay, I thought no. I mean, like literally, there's oh, there's a whole bunch. Um, <laughs> now, like Fritzman, might be Purple dirty. Haze, Purple Heaven. Maybe those are most recent. King, spackle for the King, Rub a Dub Dub, Lizard King in a Tub. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> so yeah, I got a bunch. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, maybe maybe we should wait till we're out of time. On the radio, which is like, uh, oh, so you don't have to uh, clean it up. Yeah, because uh, that would be a shame if the last, uh, what do we got here, eight minutes? It's <laughs> 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 just full of, uh, of of horribleness. But yeah, maybe we should just play a couple, couple, pick a couple right after. I wish I could have dug up some reviews uh, to do the same, but I've had a silly week. Uh, yeah, I, I understand. Go, go, go all out for uh, 250 but uh um but yeah we jeff watched dragnet i watched uh, judgment night i was going to tell you guys to watch judgment night because <laughs> um hey that was a soundtrack that people were all fired up about back then it was it was and here's the weird thing you you barely hear that soundtrack in the movie i know I barely hear it i was i so that i misremembered that movie a hundred percent i saw it was on uh it's like oh a 90s movie uh, let's watch it while I write. It didn't work out, but anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, if you could plot, what do you guys remember about the plot of Judgment Night? Uh, I remember a bunch of guys in a van going somewhere, and they they're going to like a game or a, a, a bachelor Pretty party good. or something, Pretty and they end close. up like in the wrong neighborhood. 
Oh yeah. And yeah. and and things go. Things get mucky mucked. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I had a spinal tap there. Without uh, the mucky muck. Like Emilio Est- Emilio, hey Emilio, Emilio Estevez is in it, I think. Yep, um, yep, there you go. Dennis, you got one. Dennis Leary in it? Yep, Dennis Leary's a bad guy. You got that too. Pretty good. Pretty good, Rob. I wouldn't have got Is John Leguizamo in it? No, 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 John oh, Le- uh, no, it. Johnny Legs. There's somebody that's kind of legish, but no, he, he, he'd be like, oh, it's that guy. Um, let's see who else is in there. A very, very young Stephen Dorff. Um, oh boy. A, a very young, but somehow even the most bald you've ever seen him, Jeremy Piven. Um, oh my! <laughs> Don't be that guy. Um, I think. Oh, oh, oh I'm looking at the cast Cuba. right now. Cuba. Yeah, go ahead. Cuba Gooding. Cuba Gooding. <laughs> Cuba. Cuba. And uh, I would have swore it was a bunch of white guys broke down in the ghetto and uh, were assailed by gang members. Uh, but uh, they are, but they're Dennis Leary. <laughs> a bunch of white guys are the uh, criminals in the inner city. Just like, hey, I guess, you know, better than uh, seeing iced tea in here or some stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was uh, practicing, uh, practicing for his role in... Uh, Oh hell! What's the Schwarzenegger uh, or not Schwarzenegger Stallone and Snipes? Uh, oh, uh, a demolition you know. man! Demolition man, right? Yeah, because yeah, Larry yeah. wasn't he the the leader of the underground? Oh, you're right. Yes, and uh, the movie might be salvageable uh, except for Jeremy Piven is just like he watched what Dennis Leary was doing and was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I can do better than that. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Eastwood, I'm looking at the movie poster, and it uh-huh. says, so there's three giant don'ts, and then there's a word in gold on each one, and it says, don't move, don't whisper, don't even breathe. <laughs> wow. It is yeah, way too yeah. long. Um I don't think hey, the budget was twenty-one million, and it went ahead and made twelve million. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane because everybody knew that soundtrack. I bet the soundtrack did well, um, even though the music was not in the movie at all. Uh, it sounded like Predator. They basically had the Predator score throughout the entire movie. <laughs> nice, you noticed. Nice. Uh, I suggest rewatching it. It's pretty fun to see Jeremy Piven and Dennis Leary just destroy what could have been. Maybe an all right movie. <laughs> hey, just chewing oh my up, God. Chewing up the scenery every, so, every which way. Like, what's up? Uh, no, I forgot. So my sister has been down several times helping with family stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other night, her and I ordered a Quattro's pizza, and we needed something to just mm-hmm. decompress our brains. So I, I found um, on Hulu the first three seasons of 90210, and oh. she, it's like her favorite show. So her and I started it at the very beginning, episode one. That's great. Dude, I was in tears for like we, three uh, hours. I couldn't stop laughing at how well, terrible that we, show was. Yeah. <laughs> we watched 90210 on occasion in this house as well. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is pretty darn entertaining. Uh, I'm telling you, there's exactly nothing like... Um, I, I love Dylan... Finally being introduced four episodes in because things weren't working, and they made him the bad boy tough guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's sitting <laughs> on the stairs at school wearing overalls with one of the, <laughs> one of the straps <laughs> undone, and he's reading a book. And he's making, wearing like, a kid smart, of him. And he's making, like, smart-ass <laughs> quips. And I look at Stephanie, I go, he's 40 years old. <laughs> look at him. He's 40. <laughs> I was, yeah, was going to say, didn't he die of old age 20 years ago? <laughs> I mean, Fred Willard outlasted him. <laughs> Chevy Chase is still alive. <laughs> oh, my God. I just couldn't believe uh, it. And, and I mean, acting, there is none. <laughs> there is none. Nobody can act. Oh, of course not. Oh, man. Oh, well, boy. I think it's time for us to change up somebody in the show. It's our 250. I think somebody needs to turn it to the bad boy on the show. <laughs> we, we need our own Dylan uh, to come in and spice the show up. That's what I think, yeah. Somebody I mean, who is straight. 
Who would be our our Dillard? <laughs> like that's the question. Who's gonna be our Dillard? <laughs> I don't know. I remember, I remember one time, like late in the series, later in the series, you know, he's on there and he's like, "Yeah, I was reading Bukowski yesterday," and it's like, "No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Shut up." <laughs> You know, oh, wow. uh, by the way, I'm not sure we need to add a bad boy because I think we've got one. I really oh, yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Shark's bad shark's bad enough boy for us all. Well, yeah, I think there's a difference between being a bad boy and being a jerk. Oh no. We've got a resident. Oh bad no. Boy. That's a good point. Good point. Oh man. I thought that was gone forever. <laughs> no, no. It got leaked to me again. Just speaking of, of, speaking of, what a great this 250. This is the uh, hashtag cancel these oh, I like them small. I like them small. It's catchy. Okay, sorry. You don't know how many people it's an say. It's earworm. Earworm. I, 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 you don't know how many people tell me. About once a month, that booby song pops in my head. It might be the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> Ah, sadly. Well, we are out of time. I thought I had I've been big plans. I thought maybe Neil Diamond or uh, DeBoss might stop by <laughs> and talk to us, but we ran out of time for it for the radio show. Thanks for listening uh, to the big episode 250. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we're on the podcast pretty much everywhere. Look for uh, 20 and 21, which we are switching off to now. Thanks for listening, everybody, on the radio. Thanks, WDBX. And now right. we, we are on the no, podcast. You motherfuckers are in You for sons it. of bags. Uh, Fritzman here. October <laughs> 1970. Halloween came early this October. <laughs> I am creating something I'm going to call the 27 Club. Oh, yeah. One of my finest creations. It will take years to see it through. I've got a good start. First, with that scoundrel drug-addled Kami Hendrix. <laughs> and now, I'm proud That's... to announce that rockers and rollers can go back to freely sleeping with each other without the fear <laughs> of contracting syphilis, the clap, or blue waffle, or any of the countless STDs contained within the fleabag San Francisco screech queen, Janice Joplin. You're welcome, America. No longer will you be subject to the harsh screams of the acid vaginated bag of spit <laughs> oh and grit. That was Janice Joplin. Holding company, I put you together to hold her down, literally and figuratively. I wrote that song for Freddie Mercury, Tie Your Mama Down, just for her. It was a tribute to the holding company. You tried holding company, God bless you, you tried. But her vagina was so infected, she had to show the world. Yes. The world heard her awful screams and cursed voice. You could really hear the syphilis when she sang. No longer, Schmizmo. Your hot shot of poisoned heroin did the trick. You're welcome, planet Earth. One more hippie dirtbag down. By the way, Schmizmo. Did you happen to tattoo hundreds of small satanic images all over my body the last time I was under the knife? I consulted an expert from New Guinea who concluded I have been part of some sort of voodoo ritual, a sacrificial pawn for Satan himself, or the ancient god Halak. After you fixed my garden hose of a butthole, I woke up to find myself covered in tiny pentagrams and other unholy symbols I shall not mention here. Shmizmo, are you into the dark arts again? Damn it, Shmizmo. Oh, How no. many times do I have to offensive. tell you? Uh, I'm not a racist or a bigot. Oh, Look no. at this through your oh, head, boy. Shmizmo. 
If you get into the odds, always get into the white odds. <laughs> Stay away from oh, the dark odds. Oh, Keep to your own kind, Shimizmo. Now, what a, let's see what a anything guy. else. Oh, yeah, I need another Just when I shot. think he might have redeemed himself. I'm headed to Paris. <laughs> To see that whiny hippie poet Morris, I'm going to shut him up once and for good. Oh, no. <laughs> I wonder if I'll get to meet Meg Ryan. That would be sweet. <laughs> the way he can know that. I bet she's got a pretty That's one. a weird thing. So I can't wait to disappoint her in ways she's only dreamed of till now. You know it is my strongest desire, if you remember, to disappoint women at all costs. I'm coming right. for you, leather pants. No one gets to wear leather pants in Dixon's America unless they have a vagina and it's not full of acid poison. So, in uh, conclusion, I need another hot shot, Schmizmo Perry. Here I come. <laughs> Signing off. Smithers L. Fritzman. Jesus. Wow. Jesus, man. That was a lot. That was a big Ooh. one. <laughs> the 27 Club. He invented it. Invented. This guy, this guy invents everything. He's been at the, just the cornerstone of so many things. <laughs> he's, been, he's, been, just he's been right there, like we say, the Forrest Gump. Do we have time for one more random one? I looked and looked and looked. There was one I wanted to hear called uh, Gorilla F-Chain, but it, it is gone. It is, it is somebody deleted it. Somebody hacked in Gorilla F-Chain, I think, was too spicy. Gorilla F chain? Yeah, it's not in there. Trust me, don't look for it. It's not. I it, it, I don't know if you remember the song Gorilla F chain that he wrote. There was one episode where he just wrote a bunch of songs that eventually got stolen by other people, or so he claims. Uh, or so he, had, he claimed. Uh, he has hello, hello, chicken pot pie. I think was one of them. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I have a file called uh, Fritzman Chicken Pot Pie. Let's listen to that one. Let's go out on that one, maybe. Okay, hang on. Let me make sure I don't have the gorilla one saved on my computer. Oh, that would be wonderful if that was the case. I don't. I mean, like, these all should be here. F-Chain. <laughs> it's what it's called, F-Chain? F, the gorilla F-Chain, I believe is what it was called. But boy, it was a good song. Uh, uh, I can't believe it. You don't remember. Uh, Pie, Go Get a Dog, uh, America the Painful, <laughs> Leak Text Chain, Leak Text Chain, Fritzman yes, Rub-A-Dub. It would have been uh, in there. That's okay. Let's hear, uh, uh, for the sake of time. Chicken Pot Pie. I, I think it's lo Let's hear Chicken Pot Pie, I think. Okay, here we go. Smithers Ale Fritzman here. Due to recent accusations again of war crimes, I've had some time off. I've had time to really uh, reflect. And I've taken the time to learn to play the guitar. I've become quite the songster, I might say. Now, I've been working on a few tunes. I thought I would record them so no one could steal them from me. Now, this first song is a real tearjerker. I started writing songs to uh, dig into my emotions when Dr. Schmizmo told me I could no longer enjoy poultry. And I am a man who enjoys poultry, of course. Had many poultry. I've been known to expel chicken feathers from my urethra. It was a problem recurring over the years. Due to my ungodly lust for poultry and all things <laughs> chicken associated. However, Schmizmo told me no more poultry. So this is a song I wrote to dig down in my feelings. That's right. Let's see. Here we Does go. he have feelings? Okay. Apparently. Just learning how to play this thing. I'm just learning how to play it. Goodbye. Chicken pot pie. <laughs> Schmizmo said if I eat you, I surely will die. I, boy, this thing is hard to play. I drove my Ford to the board, but the board was on fire. Singing goodbye. Chicken pot pie. Whoa, goodbye. Chicken pot pie. Uh, 
is Smithers L. Fritzman. And that's the start of my song called Goodbye, Chicken Pot Pie. I hope no one steals it from me. I've been working on quite a few songs. Here's one. Oh. I, I haven't ever heard anything like it. I call it glam rock. Here, but this is going to be the acoustic version. Let's play this thing for you here. This is it. <laughs> okay. Look out. Gorilla foot chain. <laughs> gorilla foot chain. Get your gorilla. Put him on a chain. Get your gorilla. Fuck him in the brain. Gorilla fuck chain. Gorilla fuck chain. Get that gorilla. He's such a drain. Get your gorilla and go fuck him in the rain. Gorilla fuck chain. Gorilla fuck chain. If you got a gorilla, then you need a chain. If you want to fuck him, then you got to do the same. Gorilla fuck chain. I can feel it in my bones. That one's going to be a hit because there's so much raw emotion. That Wait, that was the a, last one. That one was about my time in the Congo. Elvis. <laughs> yes, it did. I uh, a special, <laughs> special friend out there. A gorilla named uh, Lucy. We, Lucy and I had many special times together. Lucy, my baby girl, I miss you, Lucy. <laughs> Schmizmo, god damn it, I want some chicken. I don't care about chicken butt pie. I need some chicken, Schmizmo. I don't care if it disgraces my whole family. I believe I will continue my lust for poultry, chicken butt pie included. John McLean, you can sit on it and spin. This is Smithers L. Fritzman signing off. So. So confusing. So many levels going on there. Oh shit, Robbie, you there? I think we lost. Him. I'm here, man. I'm just He's like amazed. I'm trying to. I'm trying to process gorilla fuck chain. Yeah, right. There's <laughs> a lot going on there, especially since that was apparently written in the fifties or so. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. I, I don't. They thought I, Lake Ray was uh, subversive. <laughs> that would have got you sent to jail back in the day. Oh, no wonder. Uh, pretty catchy tune, though. I gotta yeah. say, earworm, it's earworm material. Kind of want to steal that riff. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. We gotta get out of here. Thanks for uh, making 250 such a special time. <laughs> Just the <laughs> we love you. Just the facts. Oh, I still. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, we'll yes, talk sir. more in depth about Dragnet <laughs> next week. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. See you later. Adios. Peace.